The Last Resort is a cutting-edge podcast about the dynamics of relationships revealed, changing the way you experience love forever. If ever there was a time that we need to have help with our relationships, it is now. Our manifesto is to explore the complexities of human relationships and create a safe space where we can break taboos, draw back the veils and reveal the truths about relationships and intimacy. We'll be interviewing the world's most cutting-edge experts on neuroscience, psychotherapy, emotional intelligence, sexual healing, personal growth, spiritual enlightenment and love coaching. They will be sharing unique knowledge and guidance, answering your questions and giving you practical exercises that you can do at home that will help you enhance your relationships and experience the bliss of partnership. Remember, this is an open dialogue between you and us. A new type of conversation is going to start happening in your home and you are going to change the way you experience love forever. So let's get on and get started. The Last Resort Relationship Podcast has created a special collection of interviews where we'll be focusing on men. In this series, we interview inspiring and insightful men about their journeys, struggles, experiences, and of how they have learned to finally understand women enough to create a beautiful relationship. And for you women... Revealing the secrets of men so that you know how to get and give what is needed in a relationship. In this episode, Maxine talks to Swami Prem Suraj, who is now a teacher in the ancient practices of Tantra. He himself has gone on his own journey of self-discovery and shares his insights with us. We get to understand the importance of space for a man, how being vulnerable is in fact a superpower that would change your relationship dramatically, and how men need to nurture their emotions and how unearthing the forgotten language of the male body can lead to enriching relationships. Look out for more information and insights on our website, thelastresortrelationshippodcast.co.uk. Thanks for listening. So we are so privileged to have Prem Suraj here with us at The Last Resort today, and he's going to help us understand the male brain and a man in a relationship, giving us insights that we normally would not have access to. Hello, Siraj. Hello, Maxine. Thanks for having me. And uh, uh, I would like to greet all your listeners as well. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Right. Let's get straight to, I have some very um, exciting questions to ask you. And you know how we tend to talk about, so on the last resort, we always say, first, you have to fall in love with yourself. Then you can teach other people how to do the same, how to fall in love with you. And we often, as women, we talk a lot about radical self-care, things we can do to love ourselves, things we can do to feel love within ourselves without needing anybody else. I know how to take care of myself as a woman and what I need, but we don't often talk about that when it comes to men. Maybe you can share with us, um, how can a man, so what does a man need to feel this self-care and self-love? What can a man do in his life and in his relationship? 
Okay, as far as as self-love or self-care is concerned, uh, I would like to keep this gender apart because it is most of the time it is same for male and female as well. Um, First of all, let's understand, uh, I would like to repeat your question of what we have to do to self-love. I would like to rephrase that. Actually, nothing can be done at the first point because first of all, we have to understand what actually love is all about and it changes i mean as a man for me it changes from time to time what i actually need and the way i take care of myself and in one way i would do that is i would be more honest to that particular situation and i will ask for what i actually want yeah Mm. and it can be like with my partner, like for example, even after a, after a thing, after uh, after a discussion or something like that, maybe I need a hug. I would ask for that, and uh, most of the time, um, when it comes when it comes to take care of myself, then mm. there are particular practices and meditations which we call it in tantra. Um, which which emphasizes on our self-love. First of all, start with your body and uh, start with touching your body, pleasuring your body. And in one way, we have to, we say everybody, uh, we admire things beautiful about other people's, but we never stand in front of a mirror for more than two seconds. Like how many of us, we stand in front of a mirror and admire our own beauty? Mm. in a day-to-day life in a day-to-day life we just go to the mirror comb our hair and we just rush and uh, how how much time do we spend like touching and feeling our own body most of us what we do is we take a shower within five minutes that is the only connection which we have with our own body Mm. so that's completely wrong and uh, in one way my own my own practices admire your beauty First of all, say to yourself that you're so beautiful and admire it by looking in the mirror, completely see yourself and feel yourself, touch yourself and spend time with your body. And there is a very beautiful practice in the old tantric uh, practices. And there is also a book called as The Forgotten Language. It is about all about talking to your own body. So... Mm. First, start with that. I, that is a good starting point to admire your body, to be in touch with your body, to touch your body, to feel your own sensitivity of the body. So once mm-hmm. the body part is, once you get in tune with your body, then you befriend yourself. And then comes the second part. Most of the time, we are so much influenced by the society and from outside. And sometimes we, ourselves, we don't know what actually we want. And sometimes we really get confused out of uh, what actually we want. But there is always a very tiny voice inside ourselves, very tiny voice coming from a space saying that I need this at this particular time and give respect to that voice and hear that voice whatever it comes because it is not something which is which is very constant 
it is always a dynamic. Yeah. When I say mm. dynamic, it is from moment to moment completely different. So mm. this voice, this inner voice, it always says to you what you actually want at that particular moment. And you support it, you encourage it, and you mm. embrace it. By embracing it, you become friend with your own being. Mm. And this supports, this really supports to understand yourself. Like you were mentioning, uh, you mentioned meditation, which we hear about a lot in the world now. The way you are explaining to me, I'm thinking we can use meditation or men can use meditation to listen to their inner voice. Is this what you are saying? To actually connect to your inner guidance system that we have inside of us. And to connect to that system, often we have to reach a particular state of mind to enable us to be still and clear within ourselves. You're talking about our needs or your needs as a man and actually being clear about those needs within yourself and what I am quite amazed actually how you were explaining this uh, forgotten language and how important it is to touch your body and talk to your body and communicate and love your body as a man because I hear a lot about that for women you know, women having complexes about the shape of their body. and But of course, this also applies for men. Why do you think this is not a common practice for men? Do you think this is actually, yeah, it's, it, it almost seems quite feminine. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that is why when I started, I mentioned it very clear, self-love and self-care. It doesn't have to do anything with the gender. For mm. men, it's even more difficult because we have been particularly conditioned in such a way that uh, we don't play with our body. We separate our body. And uh, there, are, there are parts in our body which we don't even care to touch ourselves. We feel shame. We feel ashamed of. For example, how, man, how, man, how many of, of the time men or women, they touch their own genitals and they, don't, they praise their own genitals? Yeah, And how much yeah. of the time they praise their own arms and how much of the time we have thanked our legs for walking so long. Mm. So this has not been taught. A human being always has to be taught about certain practices. So mm. in such a way, like you, you try to encourage your body, you try to admire your body, you try to be a friend with your body, talk to your body, appreciate your body. By this, you come closer to yourself. First of all, body is yours and you come close to yourself. Yeah. Wow. Could you maybe, so I would imagine for a lot of our male listeners who have never tried this, have never, you know, consciously set an intention, I'm now going to practice taking care of my body. Could you maybe give us a little example of how we, how a man can do this? Say he's in his own home, just give us a little practical tip on what a man can start doing to experience this. 
like for example, I mean, uh, when you are starting it completely new, maybe you have to come out of your shame at the po- at the first point because we have been teached in a particular way not to admire ourselves. Yeah. So first mm-hmm. point is to come out of this mind idea of not appreciating yourself, and then to start with, whenever you're you, whenever you're taking a shower, you you feel your body, you feel. You touch your body in a very graceful way, not in a hurry. Take enough time to, to, to go one by one and one by one and feel your body and stand in front of a mirror. Look at yourself, even naked. Look at yourself. Look at the beauty, what, how beautiful you are and give compliments to you, first of all. Not in an egoistic way, but in a very lovely way. Compliment yourself. And when you're going to bed, Thank your body. Thank your legs for carrying you for the whole day. And thank uh, your vision. Thank your ears. Thank your noses. Whatever it is, whatever comes at your point at that moment and at that point, thank it. And this is a good way to start with. Mm -hmm. And what can this actually do for a man? Can you explain that to me? I mean, what positive results can this have for a man in his life, in other areas of his life? For example, there is no success or positive or negative or all these things. I would put it in a different perspective. You would come to yourself. First of all, you have to come to yourself because most of the time, men, we are so much busy in solving problems, work, responsibilities and uh, too much of things to do to be done in a day. We are we are so much of masters in solving problems, taking responsibility in our own hands. But this brings to you. That's the only. That's the that's the one way you come home to yourself. Instead of going all around and doing so many things, so you come to your home, to your body. And this is only the first step. Body is only the first step. What is the next step? Um, as I mentioned earlier, there is an inner voice which, which always tells you at one particular point, each and every time, what you actually want. And you give more presence, more listening capacity to that inner voice. And then try to fulfill that, try to address that. If It, it can be anything in that moment, like for example... If the inner voice says that you need a hug from a person, go and ask for that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you may need to lie down and rest without any mobile phone, without anything, without watching TV, all these things. Listen to that. Give that a time. Mm. Do you think it's harder, for example, asking for a hug? Do you think that is harder for a man to do than a woman to do? No, actually, it is not. I mean, the more you listen to your inner voice, what you actually want, and the more you would get habituated to ask for that in a genuine way. Hmm. And of course, you need to know as a man that that is actually what you need. That's the core of, you know, sometimes we think we know what we need or we want, but then we, when we peel back the onion, I call it, when we, you know, why do I need that? For what reason? And we analyzed it a little bit. In the core of the matter, we actually need something very different. 
than what we think we need. <laughs> that is that is that is exactly the point. Mm. Sometimes it's very simple. Uh, like I may think that I want a Lamborghini to be happy, mm. and if you peel that out and out and out, what are, what you actually want is to be happy. Mm. And you think that if a Lamborghini comes in your life, you would be happy. Mm. But you don't have to wait till Lamborghini to come to your house to be happy. You can be happy at this moment. Mm. All you want is this. All you want is this happiness inside yourself. Yeah, and and that's a, isn't that a core to a lot of things in our life? It's so simple. Sometimes all we want is to feel happiness and joy. Yes. That's and we need to feel loved. That's yes. all we need, isn't that? It's just ridiculously simple. <laughs> Sounds simple, doesn't it? <laughs> First of all, unless or until you start to love yourself, start to admire yourself, start to befriend yourself, you're not capable of loving anybody else. Mm. Unless or until you are filled with love, contented, and then out of this love you can be able to love other person that too you can only able to uh, you able to love other person to the extent you love yourself also so this is one way of expressing self love to yourself as a man is appreciating loving touching your body communicating with your body we have so in this knowledge, you know, we, the male brain and the female brain and the differences between male and female. So it is said that the man has a need in his life and that is to go into his male cave. Have you heard that expression before, Suraj? Like the man cave. And it's very, you know, us as women, we learn it's very important to let our male friends or our male partners to have that space, to disappear into their cave and do their thing. Is that also a form of self-care for a man, do you believe? I mean, if I get your question correct, that um, you're saying that uh, as a woman in a relationship, she should allow her man to go, his, to go and have his own space. Is that correct, what you're asking about? Exactly that is what is needed. Because... Being in love, being in relationship, it doesn't mean that you have to do each and everything, each and everything together. Uh, it's the other way around. Each and every person, they have, to, they have to have their own space. For example, for man, it's very, very important that you leave him in that space to connect with other men, other, other people, his friends, or whatever it is. It is, it is very much required. Mm. And should a man make sure that he gets that as a form of self-care? Do you understand my question? Is it the man's responsibility to actually, for example, in a relationship, to express that need to his female partner and explain why it is so important to him? Because it is his form of taking care of himself. Yeah, but the, in a relationship, it is always two people involved. So for a man, uh, like, for example, if he comes and says that he needs to go to this place to be with his friends and uh, the thing, his partner may think that he he's going there to have some beers and waste his time and all those things. But actually, that is not the case. She should actually allow him. I mean, 
and um, if he is not asking for that, uh, it is always better that the partner understands understands his need and give him that space to be himself. Mm. So often women, you know, I'm a woman, female, that's why I can reference all these women, (laughs) the normal chit chat. So what's very normal, Siraj, in case you didn't know, is that women would rather talk to other women and they complain about their male partners and they talk about their male partners and they tell their female friends everything about their male partners and all the problems and all the issues. However, they don't even tell their male partner these things. Do you understand? So they are creating this, you know, this um, concept around their relationship, but with other people outside the relationship, because they do not know how to express their needs. So we here, we have been teaching women how to express their needs to a man, because quite frankly, sometimes we cannot guess. We women, we expect our men to know what we need. That does not happen right? A man cannot guess what we need. Same. Sometimes us women, we can't guess what the man needs. So I want to ask you, how can a man express his needs and ask for what he needs in a relationship with a partner? How can he do that in a good way, a way that works? See, um, you started it with uh, saying that um, women, they chat and they talk about uh, talk to their friends about everything about their relationship. Mm. Is that correct? Yes. But they don't you actually talk to their partner about it. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is exactly the same case with men as well. When men, they uh, get together, they talk about their women, they talk about all the things what, what, what he cannot say to her. It happens. Mm. But you know what? Why they are saying that? Why they are saying that to their friends? Mm-hmm. Why? Because, because they are friends. Because there is no need. There is no expectation. There is no uh, fear of losing yeah. any, anybody. There is no need to wear a mask and stand in front of a person. That's why they are called as friends. But in the so-called relationships... Um, we approach each other with masks because we have a fear. If we say that what we actually are, we are in a constant fear that we may lose that person. Mm. And we start our relationship with those fake uh, uh, personalities. And we try to maintain it all together. So that is why, I mean... It is from the beginning. It is from the beginning we meet a person with personality. We try to approach. We, uh, we try to say things which we, actually we are not. And we try to wear this mask all over. And uh, when it comes to friends, there is no expectation. And uh, we can be free. There is nothing to lose. So this is a very sensitive topic to work with partners to men and to men and women because first of all they have to become friends they should stop calling themselves as husbands and wives and uh, trying to own and possess all these things has to be dropped unless or until all these things are dropped it is not possible to have an open communication between a man and a woman in a relationship 
gosh, and so exhausting. How do you keep up that mask, keep on that act, you know? No wonder lots of people find, you know, they find actually relationships exhausting, uh, destructive, uh, more negative than positive, and that should not be the way. And I understand, you know, there's a lot of dishonesty, but I must say, even I have been dishonest in past relationship, trying to be a perfect woman, trying to be the person I think my partner wants to be with right? And not daring actually to show my true authentic self. But don't you believe in the end of the day, in the long term, you know, the last straw when there's nothing else left on earth, isn't it, isn't it that we're longing for? Like uh, that our partner is their true authentic self? Isn't authenticity what we're really longing for? Also, we're longing to be ourselves and be accepted for who we are now, not in a couple of years when we've changed, but as we are. What can you say about that? When That's my belief anyway, as a woman. So what can we do with this dishonesty and this mask, wearing masks in relationships? How can we try and dissolve this problem? Um, first of all, the thing is, like, as you said, that you have been dishonest in your relationship. It is the case in all the relationships. So that's why I called us. Uh, I begin when we talked about relationship, the so-called relationships. Hmm. First of all, we have to understand why we have to wear masks. Because we are so much mixed up with what we actually want and what the society wants us to do. Because you are two individuals, you have two different backgrounds, grown up with different conditioning, and you're, you're coming together. Mm. And you see things completely in a different perspective. Unless or until you learn the art of accepting the person as he is, as she is. Mm. When I say it also means the pros and also the cons of the person. First, you have to agree with disagreements. Mm. You have to live with that. You have to be happy with that. You should have a space to say no. You should have a space to disagree with your partner. Mm. And then in a normal relationship, what we try to do is we try to adopt to the other person and the other person tries to adopt to the other person. For example, if a man likes to go for mountain biking, all of a sudden the woman, she develops a hobby of mountain biking, which she never cares about, but she does that to be with her, to, to be with her man. Mm. Right. And it's the same case with men as well. She is interested in some cooking class and this idiot, he is never interested in cooking in his life and he <laughs> goes with her to please her. <laughs> Instead of saying that, this is your reality and this is my reality and trying to say that and trying to accept the disagreement. Yeah, I understand. And actually, when you just said that, like I can rem I have many memories of women complaining because their husbands don't want to come with them in some specific activity 
or to see some specific friends. And that is experienced by the woman as a very negative thing. They, do you know how they interpret that, Siraj? Do you know what the instant interpe- interpretation is? He doesn't care about, enough about me. He does not love me enough. And when we think about that, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Just because you didn't want to come and do that cooking class because you are true to yourself as a man and like, darling, I'd rather go and off and do my running in that, you know, I'm going to go and do my activity where you do the cooking and then we can meet afterwards and we can share the joy that we've both experienced. I don't mind. Uh, I, 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 have to, I have to correct it here. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that when he is going for a cooking class and she is riding a mountain bike, mm-hmm. if, if that's her hobby and if he is into cooking, that's also fine. There is no, uh, I, was, I, I was just using it as, a, as an example. I don't want to identify this with genders, right? That, let me make this very clear. What I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is like, if you, you don't have to do any, everything together. Like for example, in the West, um, when I look about uh, these websites who are offering dating and all these things, they choose partners based on their hobbies. They choose partners who have uh, who have certain things in common and who have certain things in this thing. I mean, this would never work because for me, this month I am interested in photography and next month I will be interested in something else. Mm. Right? So the constant the constant uh, expectation towards to f- to find a person who matches with your personality and with that personality that is the biggest problem but what we are trying to say here is we are trying to say that accept your reality and allow the other person to be in his reality or in her reality and out of that a v comes out but we understand it completely different we have to do everything together so that we can call it we did this mm. right but that's the other way around first you have a i first you do whatever you want and if your partner is not in a mood to do that mm. let him be or let her be and then when you come back share that experiences share that as a as a friend and uh, and uh, this this need to wear the mask disappears this need to please others uh, please each other disappears and moreover both of them they are longing to be uh, to be honest to each other remember one thing unless or until you listen to a person without any judgment don't expect the other person to be honest. It is not possible. Mm. Hang on, say that again. If you say that one more time. If you are expecting honesty, yeah. then you should be prepared to listen to that person without any judgment. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. The problem here is we are trained to listen to people with our own judgments. If I say something, all, all of a sudden... It, my mind functions in my own my own ways of uh, interpreting things and uh, i project my own views on that person and then the whole thing starts but if i learn the art of listening to that person without any judgment as the person he is as the person she is 
then a honesty can develop. Then there is no need to wear any masks. Hmm. Yeah, and that's. I was just going to ask you about that because I you talk about being a real man and being a real woman, and that means you know an honest man and honest woman. And I was going to ask you, as a man in a relationship, what can you do to enable your woman to be more true to herself and to you and the world? And you just actually gave me an answer, didn't you? And this is, you know, by not judging your partner, accepting who they are as they are. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. First of all, you have to create a space for your partner to be space to be safe, to open up. How do you do that as a man in a relationship? How do you open up? How do you make your female partner feel safe and open up? Invite her, talk with her, talk with her and say, I mean, you have to openly talk with her. Yeah. Mm. Invite her. And uh, there are different ways to do that. I mean, create a, a beautiful ambience, create a beautiful ambience, which, which, which she would like, which makes her comfortable and ask her and openly talk, openly ask for a conversation. Yeah, and create that safe space that you're not going to judge. Mm. You're not going to project anything. Mm. Yeah, mm. and this doesn't happen immediately. This doesn't happen on overnight. You call your partner and you invite and you say that, "Hey, open up. I'm going to. Uh, I have created a safe space. I'm not going to judge you." No, that doesn't happen that way. Mm. So it's a long process. So. You create the space slowly, one by one and one by one. And once the the opening up of the person happens. Mm. Okay, I understand. I understand. I have learned as a woman that I should never ask a male partner too many questions. Or at least I should ask the right questions. Um, it is said that females, they like to talk more than males. <laughs> uh, and then the male just has to listen and not fix the problem. Just listen to the woman that, you know, a woman needs to be heard. It is said that is a um, female to a man. Do you agree on that? In order to feel safe with a woman, would you want her to not ask too many questions? Do you understand? No, she can ask as many questions as she likes. That's not an issue. That's not a problem. Actually, she should ask as many questions. There is nothing wrong in it. So what would you, as a man, what would make you feel safe in a relationship? Safe enough to open up and be your true self, show your authentic true self. What do you need? A simply a heart which doesn't judge me. Mm. Mm. that opens up everything that opens mm. the door mm. does that require some level of understanding for the partner it really requires a lot of understanding because see the thing is uh, for a man's perspective like for example if he's getting inside an argument with his woman uh, the argument if the argument ends he ends the argument there he doesn't mm. carry away with that mm. He forgets that. The next yeah. day, it's gone. It's completely out of his mind. But the, but the thing is, it stays with the woman. It would stay 
as long as they stay together, this argument will be with her. And she would put that again and again on him when she finds it, when she finds a, a, a chance, when she finds a chance, ah, this day you said something like this, right? Mm. So all mm. these things would discourage men to talk openly because he will be scared about getting the blame. So what all of a sudden he gets inside a mode to say that, okay, whatever you say, I will listen. Because at one particular point, he would come to a point that there is no point in talking about that. And he will shut him completely down. Rather than if he's been listened without any judgment, if he's been encouraged, then he would definitely open up. Mm. Wow, that's very insightful. Very insightful, Suraj. Because it's actually quite simple. Uh, but we need, is there anything we can do as partners in a relationship to reach that level of understanding? I probably believe, you know, the trainings that you offer, that kind of, you know, the tantric teaching, can that help? Like, what can we do as individuals to reach that level of understanding? Um, it doesn't, um, for me, it is not a, it is not a intellectual understanding to be understood. It has mm. to be experienced. Mm. Why I am saying that is to be experienced is, um, in our whole life, we are being taught, we are being told not to trust, not to trust people. The whole, the whole education system, the whole everything is based on distrust. And moreover, when we, when we talk about trust, we misinterpret trust in most, most ways. What we call trust is, like for example, if I want to trust Maxine, if Maxine fulfills all my expectations in my mind, what I have, then I trust Maxine, right? Mm. But that's completely wrong. Mm. I should trust Maxine the way she is. She doesn't, even, even if she doesn't fulfill my expectations, I should trust. This trust towards a particular, pulse, particular person based on expectations, it's very violent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have a whole episode actually how you can kill a relationship just by having expectations. Yes. You actually just destroy the whole relationship. Mm -hmm. To start with, actually what we what we all think is we learn this male female relationship by watching our parents. We watch this male female relationships watching movies, watching TV and uh, by watching our friends, but none of them, they speak their own truth. Mm. But we just watch them and we learn and we think that it has to be like that. But there is a complete different science which works, uh, inner science which works on male-female polarities, how to be loving to each other, how to, be, uh, how to take care of each other, how to take care of oneself, and how to hold space for each other, the whole inner science is called as Tantra. Mm. And please start the journey. It doesn't matter with whom you start it, inquire about it and start it. Mm. You won't regret. You won't really regret. Yeah, I must say, having done personal development since I was nine years old, <laughs> 
I think the actually the tantric work I've experienced in my life has been the most life-changing and that's not without any doubt I must say so last of all here because our time is nearly up Suraj but there's the big word the big v word what can that word be vulnerability so we hear that word a lot because it is said that as partners in a relationship whether you're female or male especially male that there is this uh fear of being weak or being vulnerable but the matter of the fact is if we are able to show our vulnerability to our partners they will love us even more they will <laughs> it's very attractive actually to be able to show your vulnerability can you so can you tell me what that means for a man how can a man show his vulnerability in a relationship how does that work um like for example um this has to be this is a very interesting question because it's very difficult uh in these modern days a man to be vulnerable because he has been trained and taught not to be vulnerable yeah it's very difficult for him to to be vulnerable enough to open himself so that's the way he has been trained but in a relationship in most of the cases there comes a point where a man can show his vulnerability in different ways an open sharing is a vulnerability when i said that when i when i started to say that uh, listening to your inner voice and asking for that that is the way of vulnerability that is the way of expressing your vulnerability and whenever you are vulnerable and uh, there is a way that there is a chance that you get hurt also hmm because the more vulnerable you are the more the chances are getting hurt why because you can be only vulnerable when you have taken all your walls all your protective devices out because normally we ha- we have lots of protective layers we won't allow people to come closer to us so once these walls are taken away then we become more vulnerable right mm. so anybody can hurt us mm. so my uh, my approach towards vulnerability is whenever whenever it's also this vulnerability of a man is also a responsibility of the partner as well whenever the partner sees that the person is vulnerable please don't hurt him because if you hurt him then it will shut his down to be vulnerable again oh yeah and you know i think we can be guilty of that all of us can't we when we see somebody being you know slightly because when we're vulnerable isn't also our hearts are more open so yes. so we are more sensitive and we are very sensitive without being horrible mean people it is so easy for us especially with people we love actually that question has arise arised how come it's so easy sometimes to hurt someone we love more than a stranger do you know why because we feel safer Yes. We can be horrible to a person because they love us. We know we're safe. Do you understand? Like we know they're not going to instantly leave us. So we actually sometimes we see someone in their weak spot and we go for it and we push that button even more. 
exactly don't do that. I know. And it's awful how we can do that. We can do that with siblings, with parents, with partners, with friends that we love dearly. Yeah. Um, because we're so close to them, it's so easy for us to do that. Yes. <laughs> we must not do that. <laughs> yeah. So that's very important. So it's easy to get hurt when you're vulnerable. Yes. Easier yes. as a man. But how do you still do it as a man in a relationship? How do you keep that vulnerability? Um, it is it is really difficult at the beginning to, to keep this vulnerability because, uh, as I said at the beginning, it also has um, a particular share of the partner whom you are with. Mm. If your partner respects the vulnerability, then the man becomes more and more vulnerable. Mm. He opens up more and mm. more. But if he if he senses that, if he is vulnerable, and uh, because for a man, he has been conditioned in a way that to be vulnerable is weak. Mm. So it takes really a meditative process for him to be vulnerable. And when he is vulnerable and he is getting hurt again of his vulnerability, that will be a very, uh, very embarrassing situation for him. So... My invitation would be is if you sense the man is vulnerable, support him. Don't hurt him. How can we as women sense if a man is vulnerable? I do understand what you're saying. Are there any signs? Are there, are there anything we can look out for as women? It's a feeling. It's a feeling. There is, no, there is no signs or anything. You will sense it. He is vulnerable. You will sense it. You are living with a you are living with a man like for example I am communicating with Maxine and uh, when we are together and when we see each other then I can easily see that my, the person is vulnerable. Hmm. So can you give me? Sorry, I just want to understand. I just want our listeners to understand. So for example, if I if I explain how I would be vulnerable, I'll give an example. Okay. So say I'm in a relationship and I'm with my partner, we're out somewhere in a social setting and I see that my partner is flirting a lot with another woman. <laughs> so I would say the way I could be vulnerable within that uh, was to process my own feelings and then be honest and explain how I feel to my partner, but not blaming him for anything, not judging him, but owning up to my own feelings of jealousy. That would be quite vulnerable, a vulnerable thing for me to do as a woman, as being me, Maxine. So can you explain what, for example, could be a point of vulnerability for a man in a relationship? Uh, it depends. Like your situation also matches for the man when 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 he finds out that his woman is uh, so much approaching with different men and all those things. So he can also open up his vulnerability in a in a in a in a very uh, very uh, soft way to explain his feeling. First of all, vulnerability mm. means soft. Oh, I didn't know that. Soft. That's interesting. Wow. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be any situation. It doesn't have to be a particular situation. It can apply to all the situations of being soft. Ah, yeah. right, yeah. So 
when you're when you're when when you're being soft and whatever you're saying out of the softness mm. and it has a beauty towards it that's vulnerability but sometimes what happens is when we are very soft and the other person doesn't understand that and try to pierce a needle in that that would hurt a person mm. so much so that's why i say vulnerability if if you if you sense a person is vulnerable take care of him take care mm. of her if not you will do a damage which would make them to close themselves mm. again yeah that's very important isn't it and i think this uh softness vulnerability i think this applies as much to women as to men in this day society anyway in this way we're living now in the world where women are women are men basically sometimes and and you know the gen, gender roles tend to intertwine and become a bit diffused sometimes mm -hmm. mm. amazing thank you so much for your insights siraj is there anything you want to add before we say goodbye uh nothing maxine nice chatting with you thanks a lot mm -hmm. we're going to share your details on our social media and on our website so there the listeners will be able to see a bit more about you and find out where you are thank and you what you do. thank you great okay thank you bye siraj bye What I find really interesting, Maxine, about this um, interview that you did with Siraj, again, I'm sort of sad that I wasn't able to partake, but I think it's great that you managed to talk to him, is about his his understanding of men. And, you know, we get this really interesting insight, don't we, into the man's world, which always just feels very bit far away from us sometimes. And there were some really interesting points in there. I don't know, what was the most interesting thing for you that he said? Oh, there was one thing he said that I, it really stuck with me. And that was very simply, um, he was saying how we really, really need to, first of all, accept our own reality in, in the, you know, in the partnership. And mm. then we need to accept our partner's reality. Yeah. And we need to let our partner, and we were talking, he was talking to me specifically about what we women need to know about men, you know, so to make our life happier too and make our relationships really grow and thrive and excite us every day. He was like, you need to accept the reality. You can't change the reality of your partner. Yeah. Um, is that is that the, one of the things that I mean, there was a few things that really stuck out to me? But that it's quite a fundamental, very basic thing is about that listening without judgment. You know, when he was talking about that, that you automatically put your judgment on someone before they've even really answered you, and you're not really listening to them, are you? You're listening with all your preconceived judgments and issues and so forth, and you're not actually listening to them or to their needs. And for me, I think that's 
because at the beginning, wasn't it? He he talks about in a way being genderless, and I know we're specifically focusing on men. So it was quite refreshing to hear him talk about men and their sensitivities and what they don't do. That whole self care thing was really fascinating. Yeah. And um, so what happens, he was saying, what happens when, you know, you don't listen properly to your partner is that your, you know, your partner will need to kind of wear a mask and they won't feel safe enough to be themselves, like who they are. And that, well, we've heard that before, haven't we? That's a sure way of pushing away your partner is not allowing them to be who they really are. Yeah. And it was interesting, you know, you're talking about, uh, because I know we've talked about this off podcast, is when, you know, you tell your friends one thing and you can confide in them, but you don't actually talk to your partner about it. And there seems a bit of a disconnect because, you know, communicating to your partner, your loved one is probably very, it's fundamental, isn't it, to having a, a thriving relationship? Yeah. Communicating, but also giving your partner enough space. And uh, Siraj was saying this, I've heard this also from other men that, you know, we don't need to do everything together in a relationship. Yeah, That is also a, v- a very good way of letting your partner be who they really are, is letting them go off and do stuff with their friends, with their interests, and then come back and meet so yeah and yeah and like you were saying not getting caught not getting uh, um upset if you if your partner doesn't want to come with you to that cooking class or mm. whatever it is you know th- you just accept that they're like okay they don't want to come okay fine we don't have to do everything together and it's quite interesting is it because i think we us women need our woman cave as much as men need their man cave yeah exactly and we don't really talk about that do we the woman cave I really I haven't heard I certainly do have my cave and I certainly need to visit it quite often to be you know to be normal to be happy to to be able to have relationships good good ones um, yeah, yeah. 100%. and then of course we were talking about the v word the big v word vulnerability yeah. Yeah. and um that word seems to pop up a lot now uh, lately, yeah, it does. Wasn't it? 100%. Wasn't it fascinating? Remember what he said that word means directly translated. Do you remember? No, remind me. Softness. Ah, uh, yeah. Softness, and that yeah. suddenly it make you know. I understand that word even more. And um, he was saying, as a man to women, actually, he was saying, you know, when you because I do think we do sense when our partner is vulnerable. We do sense yeah, that, of course. Yeah, when yeah. when they actually have taken away some of their defense, or you know, those layers we build up around us as humans to protect ourselves yeah. from experiences that we have had in the past, or any kind of fear, we protect ourselves. When we're vulnerable, we actually let those guards down, and we become softer. And he yeah. was saying, like, when you sense your partner is in that state please don't use that <laughs> to get back at them or to hurt them in any way. Um, it's very common mm. that people do that, isn't it? When someone lets their guard down, mm. especially if there's tension in your relationship, you use it, you, you kind of weaponize it slightly, don't you? Mm. And we do that. Men do it to women. We do it to our parents. We do it to our siblings. Like, I think it's a, you know, it sounds really bad, but I think it's quite a normal thing for us to do sometimes. Mm. 
And, um, you know, but when, if you do that to a person, they will surely not open up next time, will they? Yeah, you slowly close down. Mm. And I think particularly because in our society, which is obviously our focus, why we're focusing on men as men in this society now in, in the modern day, what it is to be a man in the modern day and to be in love and to be in a relationship, that it, it's, it's more expect, expected and more welcome now that men open up. But I would say the one thing right at the very beginning, which I thought was really interesting, was this male self-care and how men see themselves. Because, you know, being a woman, us women, we're obsessed aren't we, with how we look and and looking at ourselves in the mirror in a good and a bad way. Predominantly, it's a bad way, isn't it? We're very negative about our bodies and don't praise them enough. Mm. And I thought it was really interesting. He was saying that one of the first things a man can do is to, in terms of his self-care is to kind of, you know, he was saying stand in front of a mirror and admire your body. Mm. And I thought that was really a really beautiful thing. It's not something I, you know, men get told, look at your body, look how amazing your body is, praise your body. Mm. And it's almost like I felt that when he said that, it kind of startled me slightly because it's not usually a thing we would hear. And it almost made me think about, you know, being a cocky man or an egocentric man, like a man that looks at himself in the mirror and loves himself. It's almost not a positive association. Well, that's, that's, if there's a benchmark, isn't it? They're trying to achieve a certain muscle size or, you know, look the best, looked ripped. That's kind of how it comes across. I'm not saying that that's what it is, but that's how it comes across certainly. Mm. But the way that Siraj was talking about it was in a very softer way, mm. wasn't it? Mm. Mm. But that, that, that thing about the shame of the body, I know that we made one of our snippets about the the language of the body for a man and how, and how it's almost forgotten, the forgotten language of the body. Mm. Um, not appreciating yourself as well, and you know that that self love as a man. I know that's we we talk about that as women as quite a lot. It's just it's just really fascinating to hear his point of view, and he's got a really interesting journey, hasn't he? On how he became in you know involved in the teachings that he does and the practices that he does, and obviously his go to is his meditation, isn't it? To connect to himself as a man. Mm. Yes. And, um, I think this is, it's really cool actually that we have, uh, so many male listeners as we do that they can listen to this and, and maybe, you know, just feel, how does that even feel the sound of standing and looking at yourself and almost adoring your own (laughs) body, Yeah, no matter what shape or form or size it is and, and appreciating it and saying, thank you. Thank you for, you know, giving me life. Thank you for taking me through, you know, (laughs) this world. Thank you for, and, and really appreciating and during your own body. So I'm, I'm really glad that we can, you know, give that to our male listeners. And also we, as women, we can maybe also help our male partners achieve this. Yeah. And I think that's a really nice thing that we're all working together to help to help the relationship thrive. Yeah. I'm excited for our next our next podcast mm. coming soon and what we can reveal and help um, our male listeners specifically with, but also help give some insight for all our female listeners as well.
Um, don't forget, you can find us on Facebook, The Last Resort Relationship Podcast. Um, follow us on Instagram, The Last Resort Relationship Podcast as well. Or you can go directly to our website and there's lots of great things on our website and there's some exciting things coming soon. Um, www.thelastresortrelationshippodcast.co.uk.